Wow, Stina, we're almost at the end of uh, the Service Design Global Conference in Dublin. How are you feeling? Whoa, my brains are still super active uh, thinking about all the amazing talks and workshops we have been uh, doing. It's, yeah, it was really great again. Yeah, it's uh, indeed surprising how every year, again, a conference just about service design manages to, to touch new topics, give new inspiration. I'm, I'm really happy again to be here. Yeah, me too, because I was actually, before we got here, I was like, should we go to a service designers every year to a service design conference or should we like explore new fields? But I'm really happy that we were here because on the one hand you have some familiar things that give you like a feeling of, okay, we're doing quite good stuff. But on the other hand, you get really challenged with new topics and new things that you can uh, implement in your job, make your job better. So... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I must say I do also enjoy running into familiar faces here. I mean, the more often we come, the more familiar faces. Uh, many people we've uh, had uh, in our interviews in previous episodes. It's really great to get to see them live. So just the social part really is great here, I think. Yeah, indeed. And it's good that they also make some time for that. So a lot of networking opportunities and uh, yeah, a lot of people that are willing to uh, join the podcast again and to give uh, some nice insights that they have. So uh, we had a lot of interviews, actually, uh, with a lot of, I would say, uh, service design rock stars that uh, we all have in one episode. So I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's going to be really fun to, to hear all the kinds of people that have been here on the ground. And it's always surprising. You just walk up to somebody, start a conversation, and before you know it, you're getting into a really inspiring topic and really uh, yeah, get your brain juices flowing. What would you say were some of the recurring themes that you've picked up during this conference? One thing which, uh, there was one talk about uh, jobs in the future, but it was actually something which a lot of people talked about, how we as service designer can help uh, in designing jobs, because we're actually, when we're coming up with new uh, services, we always have an impact on people's jobs and we should play a role in that. And that was, I think, a, an interesting uh, topic that reoccurred and that also some people gave really uh, solutions to. Like you can, for example, uh, define profiles of your employees and also make even journeys for your employees and really uh, beforehand uh, define what their fears are so you can anticipate on them in your projects. And that's something I'm definitely going to take uh, home to our uh, projects. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the theme of the conference, of course, was uh, yeah, the service design and delivery, and something we saw a lot because of that. I think was uh, yeah, including lean, agile methodology into uh, service design. Um, there were several talks really focusing on that. Mm -hmm. I think that's something uh, yeah we definitely try to do ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's. Uh it's really interesting, but I also see like a problem appearing there because it comes from more of an IT background and people are actually really still implementing it like that. Like they're implementing um, features and the tickets that they put that has to, had to be finished in their sprint. It's really still like a button that has to be there. And something I heard from, I think it was uh, Chris Ferguson from Bitchable talking about we shouldn't deliver 
functionalities in uh, in our sprints, but we should deliver flows and that we should think more of how we can make those uh, flows, uh, small bits that we implement and yeah, implement them in a more lean way. Yeah, it also makes me think of uh, the presentation we just saw of uh, Floor from Coast where she had a nice metaphor where she uh, took dancing uh, as a metaphor. So you as an agency or as a designer, you have a certain uh, style of dancing, which may be very fast and agile, uh, <laughs> whereas the organization uh, does a slow uh, waltz. <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. can't just immediately expect to dance together without stepping on their toes. And <laughs> I think the, the agile uh, way of working, for instance, is, a, is something yeah, that is a bit of a, a maybe a, a break dance <laughs> where uh, next to next to somebody doing a waltz and uh, yeah we need to respect each other's mm -hmm. moves and uh <laughs> yeah exactly and she was actually talking about culture which uh, everyone knows is important but on the other hand i also see a lot of designers that are not quite sure how to deal with that i'm also not sure if we should totally get into culture and change and those kind of things but I do think we need to be aware of should we help let other people help us in that and make sure that we are aware of the the problems that it can cause and the opportunities it has to improve the service as well. Uh, another thing that I heard come back several times in different presentations uh, was also uh, fear like uh, there's lots of different kinds of Fear, uh, fear for working in a new way, fear of uh, interacting with uh, customers, and it's something that yeah I don't think we really explicitly address uh, today. But I think this was a wake-up call for me. That is not something to ignore, and that we really uh, need to yeah be aware of fears yeah. and think about how to deal with them. Yeah, it really needs to become part of your design process, like. Uh beforehand already what would be the fears of the employees but also what would be the fears of the customers and even in your own design team I think it's something we have to just see what are they and then at the same time anticipate on them before we come up with something and it's too late to, uh, to actually uh, realize that people will not be happy that it's uh, implemented because they're too afraid of uh, some consequences that they might face. Mm. And even learned of a new uh, acronym around fear. Uh, we already knew uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, but uh, a new one we just learned was uh, FOBO, fear of becoming obsolete. And that's definitely related with the whole yeah, digitization, digital transformation story where people feel like technology is going to make them obsolete, but no, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, and there was also the, the talk about uh, robotics that... Uh, people think their jobs would become obsolete where actually yeah it's not really going to be like that we see it more like a huge opportunity for people to uh, uh, have more meaningful jobs and to not have the repetitive tasks that can be done by robot but become a team with a robot and let the humans do the uh, the stuff that they like and that they're good at and that they feel uh, happy uh, when doing that in their jobs yeah. so i'm certainly feeling uh, inspired what are you going to be doing uh, differently on Monday when you come back, uh, Stina? Um, one thing which is very concrete is designing the jobs of people in the organizations we work for. I think we really have to make, take that more into account, how we can look at the employees and really see them as, on the one hand, users as well, but on the other hand, also as collaborators of, uh, 
of implementing and improving uh, services. Mm. What about you? Uh, I think a big one, something very practical. We always start our projects with a, with a big kickoff where we really make sure we know the whole team, everybody's involved, we do the stakeholder map. But what I think is really important that we, we do that and give ourselves time before the project actually starts. So maybe planning this kickoff two weeks before the project starts so we really do have time to figure out who are the the leaders that are involved in this project but not necessarily really connected so we can take the time to to make them aware of what we are doing mm -hmm. and uh, i think that will help projects uh, run even smoother and better if we can do that yeah and think of the connecting to the topic of the conference the implementation phase also already at the beginning of course we will not know exactly what comes out and what we will do but at least we need some questions answered which i think we're sometimes now um, forgetting to already take them into account in the beginning like who's going to be the uh, responsible person for implementing and uh, where uh, could the budgets come from is that already clear and uh, or the is the client willing to communicate it to us as a service design consultancy so that's also something i'm taking uh, i'm taking home so i think a lot of stuff that yes, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg indeed which is a visual we have seen many times on the on the screens <laughs> exactly <during this laughs> yes conference. true all right well, so great uh, up next a few more talks and i look forward to them yes and then, and then some uh, guinness i would say yes uh, we're going to uh, try and sample uh, the Irish culture here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, uh, I hope you're going to enjoy listening to uh, all the chats we had here on the on the conference floor. Uh, we certainly enjoyed it and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you next year at the next conference. Enjoy the talks. So, hey, we uh, ran into you yesterday. We heard somebody say, I'm from Belgium and we looked behind and it, uh, it was you and turned out you were one of the main speakers yesterday. Uh, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, hi, good afternoon or good morning. So, uh, and I'm indeed based in Brussels and my name is Alok Nandi and I'm active in the design world for the last 25 years. And I've been through different journeys leading into strategic design, interaction design, service design. And so being now president of IXDA, Interaction Design Association, I was in conversation with SDN to see how can we build synergies and bridges between our design organizations. And that brought me here in Dublin for the global conference. Yeah, great. And actually yesterday, which was quite exciting, you signed even an agreement with, together with Birgit uh, to partner up with uh, IXDA. What do you hope to get out of that uh, partnership? Several things. SDN is looking at the world through the lens of service. IXDA is looking through the lens of interaction, but not only digital interaction. Larger ways of interaction between human and human, human and machine, machine and machine. And the way I describe that is we design the stuff in between. Service designer designed the stuff so that the service is delivered to, which is, by the way, the theme of this year. Mm -hmm. And if we talk to each other, we make sure that each side of the coin is being designed. In order to do that, we need to make sure that our design members understand that it's interconnected. Mm -hmm. Service design practice and interaction design practice lead to experience design mm -hmm. in a way yeah. with some strategic design thinking. 
So to answer to your question, we expect first the design members to understand that they are not alone. But also we want to send a signal to the non-designers, to the commissioning bodies, to the clients, that design is a complex field and that people who are working as designers talk to each other in order to make the system more consistent and coherent. And for that, we need to build spaces for conversations between organizations. Mm -hmm. And out of that, it's up to the members to get empowered and share new stories, new collaborations, new opportunities for development. Mm -hmm. yes. So you are at the conference here with your IXDA hat on, but uh, partly, I think you have uh, many, many hats. What, which hat do you wear most of the time? Uh, that's a tough question because I, I was telling in my keynote yesterday I'm partial and plural. So I try to keep always several hats in parallel, especially as a designer. It allows to remain awake. Critical making was one of my mantra. In order to be critical, you need to take distance and you need to try to see the world through different facets. And that leads us back to service design and interaction design is looking at systems through different facets. So here I'm essentially there as a service designer, a strategic designer, an interaction designer, and essentially a storyteller. I'm trying to see, okay, how are the stories of design being shared and uh, how can we push that so that... Uh, we can become more rigorous in sharing the expertise of design. Great. We already had two talks uh, this morning from Fjords and one from Cork uh, County Council. Uh, is there something that you uh, specifically remembered from the talks that you thought was very insightful? I would uh, focus on the one uh, provided by the Cork uh, institution. <laughs> Public service is a very complex terrain, landscape, and we need to have design being empowered in that, and Cork is a good example, and maybe we should see how to bring some Cork people to, to Hent and to Antwerp and to Brussels, exactly. and yes. we could uh, do something together with them. Yeah, I found it really inspiring that he started the presentation with I'm not a service designer and he has a totally different role, but still like the things that we found important, what we do with clients, he really represented it. And that's, I think that's the most powerful thing even that yeah. someone in the organization who has a different role is bringing in the, yeah, the importance of uh, service design and direction design. And I would add another point in his uh, storytelling, in his presentation. He brought rigor. He was rigorous in sharing some evidence-based elements and not some design fluffs and uh, empty exactly. method tools. Yeah. Yeah, very inspiring indeed, especially because he can just show what the results were, uh, the impact of what they have uh, achieved with service design. So in, in three years. Yes. So indeed, let's get them and help uh, transform our public services uh, at home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks a lot. I hear the thanks bell for, for uh, the next uh, sesh yeah. talk starting again. And uh, So enjoy uh, the global conference. Thank you, and see you thanks. around. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Hello, guys. <laughs> we ran into you uh, yesterday. We had a nice chat. Uh, maybe can you introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. I'm Marielle, Marielle Masia. 
uh, coming from Argentina but living in Germany at the moment. I'm uh, Florian, I'm from Nuremberg, Germany, yeah, and we both are from DKDL, this is the Krieger des Lichts, and uh, yeah, I'm um, design director, and Marielle, you are? The service designer, the service yeah. Designer. yeah, but we are not, I mean, the translation in English for the Krieger des Lichts is the Warriors of Light, but we are not the sector, any like this. <laughs> yeah, we already found some uh, connection in the uh, company name, as uh, Night Moves and Krieger des Lichts, uh, there's some similarity there. You are one of the few uh, people here who says, uh, I'm not a service designer. Yes. What yes. brought you here? So my background is um, graphic design, which I started like 20 years ago. I'm also kind of like an autodidact, so I learned nearly everything I do now by myself. And this is also what brought me here. So I'm interested in various fields. Right now I'm very interested in, in AI and machine learning and stuff like that. So last talks were great. Like first one was like super awesome for me. And um, yeah, and Marielle brought me here somehow. So she wanted to attend. She's a, she's a real service designer, so to say. And um, she just said I had to come here with her, which is great. Yeah. As a non-service designer, what do you see as the value of service design? And especially your colleague here, what kind of uh, value is she bringing? Uh? Oh, there's a lot of value. I think like I see service design of kind of like the backbone of our organization, of how we work. It's not so much as it's a certain discipline, you book once or twice and then you, it's just all the structure is based on service design. So like we have maybe um, a UX problem, but the way we approach it with the client is based on service design. And um, yeah, that's how, we, that's how we do it somehow. Yeah. Okay, so we already listened to two talks. Uh, is there something that you, uh, you remembered that you uh, think was already very interesting you would like to share to, uh, to other people? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, kind of everything is really interesting because it's given different perspectives. Uh, I kind of very happy about this uh, this connection now with the interaction uh, design uh, organization, and especially because of the background that this uh, this this people is is bringing. And since I'm coming also for the film industry, I worked there for many years. Uh, everything that has to be with storytelling and narration and, and uh, kind of making services over time and all of these ideas that are very connecting with the film industry, I think that is, I, I kind of like this approach uh, to kind of bring really open and, and challenge ourselves and uh, not just following one path or one process, but constantly challenging and listening to others' approaches. And yeah, this I think is the most interesting here. Yeah, to... Uh look beyond service design uh, as well actually yeah exactly and exactly what is really service design mm -hmm. this is like uh, it's design in general it is design thinking it is interaction design it's everything together and yeah this is kind of the place to challenge these things great thank you i see everyone walking into yeah. the rooms again yeah. so let's do that as well <laughs> yeah. thank you for your uh, insights uh, okay. thank you thank very you. much yeah. thanks enjoy your time still <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> hey, we're running into uh, Tim, Tim MacArthur. You're one of the uh, local organizers of the conference. Yeah, I am indeed. Uh, yeah, good to see you guys. Like a real big welcome to Dublin. Great. Can you introduce yourself to uh, the listeners? Who are you and what are you doing uh, in service design world? Sure. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, Tim MacArthur, I'm currently a service designer working for a company called Verizon Connect. Uh, so it's connected vehicles, Internet of Things, uh, that sort of stuff. So I've been the 
the, also the Irish chapter lead for the Service Design Network for the last over over a year now at this stage. So it's just excellent to get the opportunity to bring the global conference to Dublin. Yeah. So it's just so wonderful to see 800 plus designers from all over the world coming here so I'm just really really happy yeah that's crazy I have to say I really admire the people who uh, organize the conference I think it's a uh such a big organization like 800 people one location how did you do that uh it's like you know the the hq team the headquarters team uh, you know they're very very slick at it this is the 11th one uh, there's certain patterns there that they've established but i think that you know the local team so much hard work all the way through from january like you know every monday evening meeting for phone calls that sort of stuff all the work during the week so a big shout out to uh, noel niall heather and salome on that work as well it's just you know astounding so you also gave a talk yourself. Um, could you tell in just a few sentences what, what, what was your talk about? Yeah, well, uh, ultimately, the whole theme of the conference was designing to deliver. So, you know, as you know, as designers working with other capabilities, you know, people who do other work, we need to kind of come together and figure out how we actually deliver in that context, deliver with others. So, there's a couple of methodologies, there's a couple of frameworks out there. Uh, that are kind of have gained notoriety or are gaining notoriety. Uh, Agile's been around for a while, but lean and service design in a lean context is something that's pretty untapped. So uh, I'm lucky to find myself in an organization that, that is a lean enterprise. So part of the challenge there was trying to figure out, like, you know, how do you design in that, in that sort of setup? So yeah, the talk was all about that. Yeah, it seems to be a big topic actually, like uh, lean, agile, and service design. And there's some different opinions about that. Like some people uh, were showing how you can do it really well. Otherwise, other people were telling the struggles that they're facing. Like they're going to look at a really broad view, and then they have really uh, difficulties in bringing that back to a concrete. Uh, deliveries uh, what yeah. would your uh, tip be for uh, for service designers find friends uh, find friends from other capabilities I think I think actually Patrick Quattlebaum called it out quite nicely in his talk at the end of yesterday uh, so really like it's not just kind of cross-functional stuff you really have to find champions from you know other other churches almost other other kind of like you know, ways of doing things you know show them how you go about things share your models uh, and you know get others to explain what they do share their models and hopefully there's some sort of like you know agreement <laughs> all right and uh, do you get to uh, enjoy the conference yourself is it all uh, running around and getting stuff organized uh, i did like you know, i got to enjoy it uh, like a lot myself uh, the, the only pity is that uh, i don't get to talk to as many people as i'd like to get like you know the days are too short yes uh, <laughs> and did you manage to uh, see some talks yeah, uh, I saw some talks. Uh, so just came off the back of some interesting ones around design leadership. So Lena was talking about uh, yeah some tips that she had as a kind of an emerging design leader. Uh, I thought that was like you know really really good for you know a lot of people in the in the crowd that'll be kind of wondering like you know what are the sort of things I need to do. So I thought that was really really positive. But yeah, like everyone's been really good so far. Like you know the the quality of the you know. The quality of presentation, the quality of the slide work, all that sort of stuff, it's just been you know, really pleasing. So I hope you have a week of, or at least one week of holidays after this conference? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You immediately have to start uh, service designing uh, again? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Into a plane on Sunday and off to Boston for a week. So, uh, yeah, so there's no, no, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot uh, for having a little chat with us and uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks so much, yeah. guys. And Love thank you for you. organizing, ah, really. No, 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 thanks no, thank for you. all your effort. Uh, <laughs>
So we're uh, interrupting a conversation here with uh, Floor, who we know as our next door neighbor in the Netherlands. Yeah. And uh, who else is here at the table? Uh, hi, I'm Pablo. I'm a service designer from Berlin. I work for Neugab Studios. And I'm Stefan. I'm from Verde. Great. And actually, Floor, you are going to give a talk. Or did you already give yours? No. No, In no, the afternoon, no, right? No, yes. I'm, in about an hour, I think oh, I'll be more God. relaxed. Oh, no, no, no. So we catch you at a stressy moment. Oh, yeah, well, coffee, denial, yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about how, how culture eats strategy for breakfast. And if we're not careful, it eats service design for, for breakfast. Uh, so the big C word, culture, of course. And um, it's going to be about recognizing it, understanding it through other fields of expertise, and then how to deal with it. Okay, and going, are you going to share some concrete cases? Uh, yes, but I cannot name the actual companies because, well, they haven't told me that they can, so that, that, that I can. So I'm just, but yeah, we know them, of course. Okay, yeah. I'm really curious now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stefan, we saw a really interesting talk of you as well yesterday. Could you, in a few sentences, summarize what you talked about? I talked about humanizing the future of work. And about that, uh, you know, in many organizations we are facing this future that we don't really know what is coming. It's like technology is a little bit scary, there's anxiety. But that the real problem is that people are not engaged at work. Like more than 70% around the world don't really feel energized to go to work. And I think that's quite sad and tragic. Uh, so I talked about the four shifts we need to make to be more uh, human focused. That is important to get ahead of that change and to really shape it rather than wait for it to come. And uh, the belief that you know humans are amazing and we can use technology to be better humans. Uh, and I think it's quite exciting for the service design community because many of the tools and mindsets we have can really help make this happen. Yeah, I think your talk seemed to really resonate with a lot of the people in the audience. I think as, as service designers, we end up going to lots of different workplaces and uh, yeah, yes, it's yes. recognizable to see these uh, uninvolved uh, uh, people there. So. Yes, and I mean, there's a, I mean, we know that there is a strong link between great customer experience back to great employee experience. And in a way, service design has always looked at what is behind the stage and what are the roles and how do we make it happen. But I think we can make a much more distinct effort to really empower people and instill innovation in a way that you know, really taps into the human uh, powers. Not just digitize everything, but uh, humanize it. I couldn't agree more because one of the cases we will be discussing is how with the telco we did an employee journey for redesigning basically the HR department and where was to be their worth within an agile context. So yeah, I totally agree that this is a very important thing to do. That it's also the role of the service designer to actually uh, think about that and to help organizations in that transformation. Yes. And first of all, first of all, start caring. Because uh, most designers I know, I'm, I'm going to be a bit generalizing here, but did they want, just want to create great stuff and then, ooh, the culture, no, not so much. And basically what we we're saying, you have to start caring to some degree or accept that you're not being implemented. Yeah, there's actually a story uh, I sometimes share, which I'm a little bit ashamed of, but we uh, have been doing some projects with clients and we try to help them in their job and then we already added a couple of times now that they told us like 
oh yeah, and I, I also want to do more of this creative stuff, but I don't get the space, and then they leave the organization. So I got really interested in that as well, and I really think we should uh, yeah, help them uh, become like the champions in the organization and help them to yeah, be able to make that uh, change. But just to build on that, I mean, if you ask leaders, there is a survey that 90% of leaders believe the future of work is a top issue for the next two years, like to really solve, and only 10% feel equipped to deal with it. And I think culture is one of the things that people don't factor in so much, because you look at, okay, we need these skills. Like, you know, in our company, there are 400 roles we need to fill, otherwise we are dead. And they know that. Mm -hmm. And so they're focusing on talent acquisition and making slides in the lobby and fruit balls to look a little bit like Google and Facebook and try to be attractive. But they don't think about how it is then the experience when people come into our insurance company. How do we make our people feel proud that now these people from Facebook also work here? How do we make the people from Facebook feel we want to work in this insurance company? Couldn't agree more. That uh, I think you call it window dressing or putting lipstick on a pig. People feel it if yeah. it's genuine or not. So uh, and, and the, the other thing is you don't think often about the people that you want to leave. And if you take care of the people that can leave in a really great way, yeah. it makes it easier for people you want to keep to stay. Uh, ah, that's an interesting uh, thing I never thought about, actually, because it is a very uncomfortable moment if, uh, if that happens for the other uh, yeah. colleagues. But I think, to, to me, it's about being thoughtful, uh -huh. being inclusive, dealing with this in a designer way, and see it as an experience, mm -hmm. because it's very personal. People have different expectations, different personalities. And it's really important to tackle it like that, rather than sit around with PowerPoint and numbers and uh, skill profiles. Yeah, I was actually part of a, a workshop of um, Cork uh, yesterday, and what they literally did in that workshop, they gave us like a profile of a civil servant, and they let us like uh, think of what the role of this person in the organization is, and what kind of fear this person has, and how they as a organization can help them in uh, improving their job so that was already a great example of how they are uh, applying it <laughs> yeah I'm um, working in a quite young service design agency that has been growing really fast and I I believe that also this new work or the culture at work is also something that should rather be co-designed than really top-down planned so even if executives now um, they say okay it's a top priority I think it's important that you, don't, you cannot put the recipe from the very top, but also um, it has to be co-designed co or you have to leave some freedom that it evolves and that might be one success factor. It's a two-way street because you have to get the leadership to create the environment, the context in which the, the things that happen from top down, no, bottom up, sorry, yeah. have a chance to grow. So you need, it's a, not a catch-22, but the, other, the positive version of it. So you need both, a yin and yang. Uh, for the order to work. And to come back to your point about the quirk uh, thing, the thing uh, in workshop they addressed barriers, uh, inhibiting thoughts and behavior and idea, and they created solutions for it, and thus not only uh, creating driving forces, for instance like a CX lab or something of the sort, but also uh, taking care of the inhibiting or restraining forces that might be there. Yeah, and also creating the mindset that you can say, uh, this is a problem I have and I want to think of a solution. Uh, I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, right. great. Lots what a nice uh, yeah. interview we had here. 
Okay, thanks guys on the floor, especially you. Good luck uh, with your talk in a moment. Yeah. And uh, see you all Thank later. You. Enjoy. Thank you. Hello, can we disturb you for a moment? This is for the podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. So we're, we're here with, uh, with Tina and... Anna Luisa. Yes, and uh, <laughs> you both uh, given a talk here at the conference. How, how was it for you? Are you glad it's over and enjoying the conference now? <laughs> Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> uh, happy that it's over because, I mean, the nerves build up a little bit, of course. But um, it was very cool to do it as well. And I'm proud that we did it and it landed well. So, um, but now laying back and relaxing, I'm going to chat yeah. with everybody. Yeah, it's good. You deserve it. Can you explain Thank a little you. bit what your talk was about? So, I work at LiveWork and I presented a case yesterday with uh, one of our clients, Adidas, where we showed the audience what it's like to be in a digital transformation and how we are introducing customer-centric uh, customer centric approach in their agile way of working and we showed what, uh, what we're learning from it and how our journey has been so far. Yeah. And uh, Tina, could you also briefly say what your talk was about? Um, I did a big research about services and implementation and I wanted to share the like the most important learnings that I learned doing that, like that really kind of enriched my understanding about organizations. So I'm, I think I'm now more sensitive what's what's happening. I mean, I don't think I realize everything that's happening, but at least it helps me. Yeah. What I liked about your talk is that it was you did a lot of research, but you managed somehow to just present some very clear results and some uh, insights for service designers. So. I have a feeling that you're a service designer as well, and you kind of use your skills to actually do the research there. Yes and no. <laughs> I think that was like, because I was presenting with Birgit, I mean, she's so experienced. And so we were working on the focus <laughs> of the talk. <laughs> yeah, so I think her experience helped a lot to really focus and make sure, is this something you know, that really helps service, support service designers. And that was the big things that like, no, don't talk about whatever, just talk about the things that are connect, that connect to the audience, to the people that might use it. Um. And you uh, did your talk together with uh, somebody from Adidas. Uh, I think it's always a good sign when, when agency and client are able to present something like that together. Do you uh, yeah, really feel like a true team working on, the, on that project? Yeah, absolutely, actually. I was just talking about this with Tina as well. That, so we're the consultant and then Adidas is our clients, of course. And our relationship is really quite special. And also yesterday we, we took the time, Adidas and ourselves, to, to build our relationship even further. And we even literally discussed like we don't see each other as being from different uh, companies, but we're just two human beings trying to achieve the same goal. And... Um, Yeah, so I would say we're definitely a team. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's very important to trust each other and to know that you work towards one goal and that you don't have your own like achievements that you want to make in your own organization. That but that you can kind of yeah, go beyond that uh, part, which I think for a lot of people is quite a struggle. So. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for uh, taking a few minutes for us and uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> 
So we were walking uh, the floor on the conference and uh, we're on the market at the moment and I see here the guys from uh, Experience Fellow. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, we're doing well. Great conference so far, really enjoying it. Yeah, are, are people uh, interested in, uh, in what you're sharing today? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's the biggest SHGC that we've been on. A lot of new people here, new faces, some uh, familiar, some old friends. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to see um, that all those things are on the rise even more this year and we're really enjoying it so far. Can you explain a little bit what you're showing here at the conference? Sure. Um, we brought uh, two, two different tools that we're developing at Modern Metrics. One is Experience Fellow. It's a research app that um, combines a mobile um, app for customers to report on their experiences, um, mobile ethnography methodology behind it, and a customer journey mapping tool called Smaplay. That's basically our two main products. And um, yeah, always happy to present those here. And what's the feedback so far from the audience? Oh, very good, very good, very good. Especially as we seem to have some old fans that are regularly showing up. We're having all those fancy stickers. They're looking for the, this year's edition, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so also that one pays off. Well, no, but, yeah. I do see uh, one sticker that I'm very excited about. Uh -huh. Like you have a rubber chicken uh, sticker. Can you explain what is the story behind this the sticker? The rubber chicken. I think the rubber chicken is the icon in service design, isn't it? So, um, And we brought those the rubber chicken basically as a temporary tattoo so have have um, have some open eyes here and, and have a look some people already applied those and um, yeah I'm totally gonna do that <laughs> you should. we're gonna be taking those tattoos yes <laughs> great so, are you uh, speaking at the conference one of you guys uh, yes Jacob is um, who's next to me is doing the closing uh, keynote uh, tomorrow we're looking forward to that yeah and so what is he speaking about Maybe you ask Jacob himself. Oh, and here we have Jacob. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more on the Service Design Podcast, what you will be speaking about tomorrow? Ah, uh, yes, um, I'm talking together with Marcus Hormes, who, again, together with Mark Stichtoren and Adam Lawrence, wrote the book, uh, This is Service Design Doing. And we're talking about the limits of iterations, as we call it. We call it uh, Doing is the Hard Part, or the 12 Commandments of Service Design. You might have known it. Will be fun, I think. We have some videos from other people that are around here, and we hope it will be a good closing keynote. All right, that's great. We wish you uh, all the luck, guys, and uh, enjoy the conference. Thanks, bye. All right. Hey, we uh, just ran into you. Could you please introduce yourself to uh, the listeners? Hi, so my name is Annina Antenranta, and I'm here to run workshops today. Ah. Okay, and what are they about? It's about massing learning for everyone, especially for service designers today. Okay, and where are you from yourself? Which company? Uh, we are from Futurize. I'm here with my colleague. Yep. Okay. And which country uh, do you represent today? I'm representing Finland, but we are an international company. We have offices in many locations. Okay. I think there's uh, many, many people from Finland uh, at the conference. There is, yeah. <laughs> Did you already see the talks uh, this morning? Unfortunately, no, because we already had a workshop this morning oh, to really? run. So, but I really want to see tomorrow all these program and talks. Yeah. Is there something specific you're looking forward to? I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. But and you already did a workshop, or you're still doing one in the? Yeah, we did one in the morning, okay. and now we are doing one in one hour. And can you explain a little bit more what it was about? Like, what did you do, and what were the reactions yeah. of the people? So we have this. Uh, we created this toolkit called Intelligence Augmentation Toolkit, Design Toolkit, and it's available online for everybody, basically. And we are using it today in our workshops. So it's basically we come up with service concepts. And we are adding some kind of like smart system there. And if I'm not mistaken, you're one of the entries for the service design competition. Uh, yes, yeah. that's correct. All right, so that's uh, exciting as well. Exactly. Uh, so let's best see of how luck it goes. for that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, enjoy uh, the next uh, session that you'll be giving and uh, the rest of the conference. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Hey, Christine, you're running away from us. <laughs> uh, and here we are with uh, Christine from uh, SDN. Yes. Uh, another conference. How's it going? It's going really well. Really happy. A lot of people. Super exciting. We are really happy with the results so far. Yeah, the location is amazing. Yes, we love it. We can also see from here like if it's raining or not. So <laughs> Whether <laughs> we should not, get out so. or not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how did you uh, enjoy the conference so far? I was at the keynote um, and also in two of the talks during the track two this uh, morning and in the afternoon I hope to also see some other presentations. Yes. You enjoyed it so far? Yes, good insights, um, people from all of the world, so it's really nice. Great. Are you looking forward to a specific talk tomorrow or just an event that would be happening? Or? The award ceremony. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to see who is going to win this oh, year. Oh, yes, we do too. <laughs> yeah. We just uh, spoke to uh, somebody who uh, made the augmentation toolkit. I think they're one of the entries, so they're excited about the, the competition as well tomorrow. So, uh, always good. Well, enjoy this uh, dessert you have here. It looks really amazing. <laughs> And uh, we will see you around. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, my name is Adriana Ojeda. I'm from the Mexican chapter. It's pretty new. I think we are from the newest. We've been uh, existing since January. Uh, that is indeed a very recently one of the many new additions in the last year. And what about you? How long have you been aware oh, with the I'm interviewing you now? <laughs> with the Belgian uh, chapter, we've, uh, we're about to have our one year anniversary. So uh, also quite new. Uh, but going strong and enjoying it. <laughs> it has been a lot of work. I'm with uh, my colleague Priscilla. You met her yesterday, I think. We started like drinks, like service design drinks. And then we were like, yeah, we need to create something more formal. So we decided to create a chapter. And it has been okay. I think the people don't know in Mexico what is service design. They only know design thinking, you know. So at the beginning, it was more like, what are we doing? But with the drinks, I think everyone goes to the events. We have a forum about 200 people for each event, which is very good for Mexico City. Like 200 people each event. Yeah, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of UX designers and also like graphic designers, industrial. And then we are moving to another public, which is more like business people and more, you know, companies and other areas. <laughs> And what would you say are the real uh, challenges that service design has to conquer in Mexico? Wow, a lot. We are like, I don't know, a hundred years ahead from you. Uh, 
we need first people to know the value of design. And you, he's also a member of the Mexican chapter. Okay, hey, what's, what's your name? Roberto. I think that um, service design should also be oriented into people, not users. People is, for me, is more appropriate. And sometimes we miss the, the purpose, talking about objectives and metrics and goals. So design should be also oriented in designing purposes for organizations and for projects. Yep. Totally agree with it. <laughs> well, what did you think of this uh, conference so far? Was there something you remember, remembered already from the first speakers or the first workshop? I like how they are like combining different methodologies, like more talking about lean and agile with TX and UX and service design and how everything can add value about mm -hmm. the organization. Yeah, I agree with that. And also one thing that sticks to my mind that, that really resonates with what we have been living lately is that service design is it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I think that that's something really valuable to have in mind because sometimes we have to, we need to, we think that we need to make changes like fast, but sometimes we think we need to think in a longer term. Yeah. And good luck with uh, building out your uh, chapter. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Hello again. Hi. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> We're to two familiar faces, <laughs> Alex and Sarah from Snoop. Could you uh, tell us a little bit more how you enjoyed the conference? Uh, just arrived. Oh, okay. Not just arrived. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, I had a really good uh, morning. I really enjoyed seeing Lucy. Um, the two executives before. I think having a leader stand up and really talk about self-indulgently been helping my colleague run a workshop on data, which um, was challenging, I think. Um, we're trying to cover so much about data, and how serious the yeah, even even if you've only just arrived, you've been very very present through uh, all the people from uh, Core County Council. They I think they're the inspiring highlight uh, of the conference uh, so far. So uh, good job there. And it's great uh, to see that they are actually presenting here themselves as almost experts in and really like uh, educating the service designers here on how they uh, how they can do service design, which is amazing. I think. We were we were just talking about the almost the competitive nature <laughs> of public service or more specifically the county councils here in, in Ireland which is very exciting to, to watch whereas in uh, I think in the UK it's almost in, in England and, and Scotland I think in particular it's much more about sharing everything um, so it'd be interesting to see maybe in a few years time which is the more successful uh, model in a way. Uh, I remembered from the talk was that it's a really strong thing to build this maybe a little bit of competition and people saying that they're the best themselves and that they really do a great job and people know why they do such a great job and I have a feeling that that works really well as a court because they... I think there's a, a, a huge cultural component as well and the, so the context of what works in the country so I'd be interesting to understand what that might look like in Germany, for instance, um, or, or elsewhere. The same problems exist, I think, in many, many places. You know, lack of funding, uh, the, the increased uh, increased complexity of needs of citizens. But everywhere is approaching it in a slightly different way. Um, but then all I'm thankful for uh, um, using design to help address some of those challenges. Is that actually something you really worked on uh, at Cork to build that kind of image uh, 
of themselves, like a competitive image. Um, no, not really, actually. My main focus for Cork was to look at how they can better bring um, the proponents, the principles of design uh, in-house um, and really look at how they can improve the customer experience and the user experience. I think um, what they've had to do, as Alex said, is, is build a kind of brand and a competitive nature, which really, I think, drives them forward. It's a really good vision for them. Um, but no, my, my, my focus wasn't that. That's the focus of you know the leadership. My focus was fundamentally on rolling up the sleeves, getting out and talking to customers and citizens and, and just making stuff better. Yeah, and that's what I see coming back in their stories is the feet on the ground, pragmatic nature of service design. Just it doesn't have to take ages. Sometimes in a few weeks, you can improve something tremendously. I think that's a that that's a theme that I've been seeing over the last months, even years. That speed to market and maybe not dwelling too much on some of the complex tools. If you like realizing that it's about the the outcome, not the output, and realizing some value super quickly. And I think sometimes we can. Maybe a little bit slow. I don't. I don't know. I would say I was at um, a conference last week. Uh, it's non-competitive to this conference, and um, uh, one of the workshops I ran, this, this this guy who works in an agency said we often do design flimflam, and I asked him what he meant by that, and he said well, we spend so long producing the artifacts to, to show what we've done, but it's not the we forget the problems that we do. Recently, that leaders went to a charity called Adaptation in the UK because their leadership is really skilled and skilled in what design is. They give two weeks to make two weeks to take the services, failing its users signing up to try and get an outcome. And we got it. We got it in less than two weeks. We made changes on the third day and just didn't dwell on producing what we call design. Building on that, I think um, uh, our breed of design has often and almost exclusively relied upon the research to be the inspiration. And I think if we used to work in maybe an ad agency or a graphic design consultancy years ago, that was oftentimes more about your, your personal inspiration and your gut instinct. And I can almost imagine a time where we're beginning, we've got the experience, we've been designing services for 10 years or so, we've come across this challenge before, we begin to instinctively know what the solutions are going to be based on our experience. And I think that's, it's that classic thing about knowing the rules before you can break them, I guess. And I think, I just think that's a confidence now in the industry. I think that's where we really need to go. I mean, um, we were just talking earlier about um, where design needs to to grow up and I, I just think we need to get to that point where we're absolutely confident in our skill set rather than questioning it and relying too heavily on research to validate. So just showing up uh, here as well is uh, Jamin Hageman. Uh, I'm wondering, I think uh, when we're talking about design maturity of an organization, I'm sure that's something you can fill in. What are your thoughts about uh, what she was just saying? About design maturity? Uh, well, I, I'm just listening to you guys. I, I, I both agree and disagree. Like the, yeah, I think if with experience, you might be able to make those judgments, but I also think that uh, she, she was making some points that are dangerous and, and, and like, oh, you don't need the time. And uh, I think that sometimes you do need the time and it also requires experience to decide when you need the time. And for a lot of people new to design or service design, and there's a lot of people that are not designers uh, to start, uh, they can hear those kind of stories and think like, oh, they did it in like two weeks. We can do it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably more about challenging your own way of working and 
thinking like, okay, so we do it normally in six months, but what could we do in three months and add value? And of course, you will explore more things during those three months. What else you could do in the long run? But I think it, uh, going back to maturity, I mean, if you've got the expertise, uh, a lot of people, I, I like using the chef metaphor, right? And we, we heard this yesterday at Members Day. You can follow a recipe, or if you're a chef, you might say like, okay, we want you to make this, but here's the thing, you only have these ingredients, or you only have this amount of time. Like, well, you can do that because you have that experience. If you don't, you, you just be like, I, I can't, or it's gonna just be poor. Hey, I think that's a good point. Well, thank you three. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference and uh, you. <laughs> see you around. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Chris. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, great. How are you? Yeah. I just noticed that my cable is like not long enough to reach your <laughs> You know, you need universal design challenge here. Uh, making the <laughs> yeah, you know. So we bumped into uh, Chris Ferguson from Reachable. Uh, For his, uh, his three-peat on the podcast. Third time. <laughs> All right. How are you enjoying the conference? Yeah, really, really enjoying it. Lovely to be here in Ireland, um, which is such a friendly, welcoming place. And the content this morning so far was really great. Yeah, For me, I think this morning, seeing these intersections of agile and service design and people really thinking about uh, how do you develop a product, you know, and, and get uh, clients out of thinking about this idea of product as just being a piece of software to more of a service experience. Uh, I love that, uh, uh, seeing that this morning, so that was great. Yeah, the agile way of working seems to be something which is already coming back from yesterday as well yeah. and today, yeah. probably because it's linked to uh, topic delivery. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it makes sense. If you're actually trying to build things and you're thinking about who has been successful and the methodologies that are successful in bringing things to market, then there's a lot to learn from software development and bringing things into market. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I loved, there was a thing earlier, don't ship features, ship journeys, which really resonated with me. And thinking about, you know, so much of that me methodology and the thinking around it is very much focused on uh, thinking about you know, very myopically about software and software features, not really thinking about that end-to-end -end experience. And I think this techno-centrism really gets away from really understanding the complexity of, you know, human experience and service design has so much to offer in that regard. So so it's nice to see people really hybridizing the methodologies to incorporate these thoughts. So, yeah. Oh, I think you were about to have a coffee with uh, this gentleman, maybe. <laughs> yeah, can you introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Sure, yeah. Um, I, my name is David Dunn. I'm a professor at the University of Victoria in Canada. And uh, I, uh, been, so I'm a business professor. And so for a number of years, I've been working with design and uh, learning about design and trying to introduce that to business. Okay, great. Yeah. So, Canada represent. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right, also yeah. very involved yeah. in Service Design Network yeah. in Canada yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and just recently wrote a great book yeah. about, uh, about design and some of the tensions of bringing it into organizations. Yeah, because so, yeah, so um, you know, people talk a lot about the, the great things about service design. Not that many people talk about uh, how challenging it can be in a real-world organization. And there's, there's some, some real cultural challenges that people come up with, and it's, it's uh, worth talking about some of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. I have a title. I, it's called Design Thinking at Work. 
and it's just being published now, so it's available on Amazon, so you can find it. Right. That sounds a very relevant uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's there's been a lot of interest in it, so uh, yeah, I think people will would, would be interested. Now, have yeah. you liked uh, the conference so far? Oh, lovely! I'm I'm actually from Ireland myself, so I, uh, I I'm amazed at the conference center and the, the speakers have been very high quality. I loved in particular the two keynotes this morning. Um, I, uh, Lorna's talk was great and uh, about the technology and uh, that was fun. The Cork one was just amazing. I mean, you know, the stuff they're able to do and what is, I mean, and Cork is, it's not a big place. It's a big county in Ireland, but it's not a big place and it's a local government and they really have been punching above their weight with it. It's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaker after speaker has been saying, and uh, he said uh, he said this too, that you really need to deal with the internal issues uh, before you do anything else, and that's that's what the book is about, by the way. So uh, so it's about what are those internal issues? Sounds great. Yeah, a recurring topic today also seems to be about the lean, agile way of uh, applying service design. Is that something that fits into your uh, topic on, on business? Um, uh, n not directly. I've done a little bit of work in comparing lean and agile. And I, to me, the, um, uh, the big, I mean, there's a lot of similarities, obviously, in terms of the pace and the nature of the work. But uh, what designers do that agile uh, practitioners typically don't is they spend a lot of time framing the problem and really going around and saying, what's the real issue? What's the real problem we're dealing with? So it's a step backwards from the agile process. It's like agile is very good if you have a defined problem and you want to solve it really well. So, yeah. Yeah, good point, good point. Uh, I mean, you know, and it's actually uh, the other point where it does come into my book is that... Um, uh, methods like like agile, they they're tough to make work in an organization because in an organization, same with my students, that people want to get from A to B as quickly as they can, and they lose a lot of patience if it's we're you know sort of a, a third way down the road and we're saying oh we're really solving the right problem let's go back or or the research says this and we've got to iterate around it and so that can be very frustrating for people aren't who aren't used to it. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh you were saying uh, uh, that I, you checked your genealogy, and it turns out you are like 50% Irish. And Is that right? Indeed, very as of very recently, half Irish, as it turns out. So, so uh, uh, as a as a real Irishman, uh, do you think uh, how does he stand up as an, an Irishman? He stands up very tall as an Irishman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now you don't have a camera on him, but he's six foot five. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the conference, guys, and we'll uh, keep the eye out for your uh, for your book. Uh, nice to talk to you. And yeah. Thanks. Bye bye. The conference. Yeah, Take care. Bye. <laughs>